Hello, St. Matthews United Methodist Church. I'm Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. And welcome to this week's podcast entitled Bows. Uh, apparently, I'm obsessed with the title of Dave's sermon, and Dave is like, meh. Uh, <laughs> uh, the Spirit is among us. Um, so I, uh, so Foes was the, the, the title of your sermon. We are in week two. Two. Of, I don't know, sermon series, <laughs> the series, <laughs> the series of series. Uh, oh, you mean, mean the title of the series? It's yeah, called, yes, 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 it's, yes. It's called Biblical Questions. Biblical Questions. There we go. And the verses you came out of this week were Romans 8, 31 through 39. Mm-hmm. So because of daylight savings, I'm like, I'm just adding numbers and things to things. Ran- random numbers. Um, and uh, Dave had a, had a. I was gonna say it was a juicy one, and I'm like, that might not be the best way to describe a sermon. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, you touched on a, on a on a topic and on a word that like means a lot of different things to me, and I think you had some fantastic insight this week. So, without further ado, why don't you talk to us a little bit about the concept of foes and how it plays out in Romans, and go. And I'm so, holding the eight ball. <laughs> So we well we should probably talk about the eight ball before we really jump into the <laughs> the series the uh, the eight ball want to be talked uh, about the, hold on uh, the, the message for this week you may rely on it okay <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so the series biblical questions um, uh, and the the eight ball is the uh, the magic eight ball is kind of the the uh, thematic for this series uh, because I see people all the time asking the Bible questions. Mm-hmm. You know, they come to the Bible with all these questions. They want the Bible to answer it. So they're, you know, all kind of ways. They're flipping through, looking for verses. They're, uh, you know, what's going to answer my question? I, th- I think that's kind of, uh, I think that's less about, that technique is less about listening to what Scripture is telling us and more about kind of reading kind of what we, our stuff is into into Scripture. Mm-hmm. Because I think rarely are we going to find, you know, ask Scripture a question and then accept the the question that kind of challenges us. I think we're going to kind of find one that answers it the way answers that question the way we want to answer it. Sure. Um, and so this this series is then about learning how not so much to ask the scripture our questions, but allowing scripture to ask its questions to us. Mm-hmm. You know, helping us to listen to the questions that are there um, that are kind of aimed at us. Right. Uh, and in in the Romans eight, uh, 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 the question that is being asked, the Romans eight passage, the question that's being asked is, is if God, if Christ is for us, if God is for us, who can be against us? Mm-hmm. And so that leads into the title of foes. Who is our who is our foe? Mm-hmm. Um, if if Christ is on our side, um, then then what are we kind of scared of? Right. You know, is another way to kind of view that mm-hmm. and look at that. Uh, and then the passage famously, you know, goes on and says, you know, it's it's neither famine nor nor peril nor sword nor you know, it's, it's this long list of things that, um, you know, basically Christ has defeated. Um, the worst that the world can throw at us is to to kill us, uh, but Christ even defeated uh, defeated death. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, 
you know, so the, the message was really around that. The, the foes that are, are listed uh, in that passage. Um, <laughs> My second grade teacher that failed me in math. <laughs> uh, you know, are all those things that, that will confront us in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we probably are not going to be confronted by a sword any longer. Uh, but there's still danger. I'm a nerd, man. I play D&D. I get confronted by swords all the time. Uh, <laughs> uh, but certainly violence in, in any number of ways. Mm-hmm. So it's it's really uh, uh, reminding us that there's nothing in this world that can separate us from the love of God. Right. Um, and then, you know, we carry that a step further. Well, what, do we believe that? What's that really mean? Mm-hmm. Um so it's wrapped up. How do we answer that question that Scripture is asking us? If right. God is for us, who can be against us? Right. You know, what is there that exists that can come between us and the love of God? And right. the answer um, for a person of faith is nothing. Right. Right. Yeah, and I love, uh, so talking about our, I want to say responsibility. Uh, oh, man, I should know the answer to this. This is terrible. I'm blanking, so I'm not even going to tell you what I'm thinking. Uh <laughs> Our theological task. There it is. Um, so <laughs> that's a Methodist buzzword. Uh, uh, but so one of the things that's really interesting about this scripture, right, is the the term foes, like the the backdrop you're using, and the examples given in this part of Romans are are not necessarily foes or things that we may directly come in contact with now, right? They 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 manifest differently. So. Uh, in, in, when you think about Romans and when it's written, you know, sword, famine, like 2023 America, famine, famine's not really something I'd deal with. There's, there's food deserts. Some people do. Yeah. Some people do. But what I'm talking about is kind of like our own like contexts. Mm -hmm. Right. And so part of our relationship to this, to this scripture, right. Is, um, it's talking about like our participation in is like the way that I define foes or the foes that are in my life may be different than the ones that are in your life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, I think the focus of it is not necessarily on the foes per se. It's God in the midst of that. It's what is what is God up to? Uh, can those things separate me from relationship with God and love with God and, mm-hmm. and God loving me? And like you said, the resounding answer, no matter what the context of foe is, is no. Um. So uh, I kind of want to move us into the, the second part of the conversation. So, so death, right? Death is one that I think is listed. Uh, is it? Oh, no, I don't remember. <laughs> we'll just say for the sake of our conversation, it is. And so death is, is, you know, something we all have, you know, come in contact with or brush shoulders yeah, with at some yeah. point in our, own, in our own lives, right? And so this Sunday on, uh, is, was... All Saints Sunday. All Saints Sunday. Dave, why don't you talk to us a little bit about what All Saints Sunday is? Okay, so in the church calendar, we choose uh, one Sunday out of the year, and it's typically the uh, first um, Sunday in November, mm-hmm. um, where we remember the saints um, in, in general terms. And our our practices is that we um, uh, kind of name all of those church uh, members who have passed away in the previous year. And then we pay honor to them. You know, we uh, in the church service we ring a a, a bell, ring a gong, kind of, uh, with each name, um, and just 
it's a it's kind of a solemn thing just remembering that mm-hmm. that these people have been part of our uh, earthly family and that now they they no longer are and so mm-hmm. we just take that moment to remember them and to celebrate uh, their presence with us at the same time uh, even as we do that we remind ourselves about the resurrection that says um, you know, life, uh, a life in Christ is one that is eternal. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, they're still waiting for us, uh, you know, on the other side and we will rejoin with them at some point. Um, but, uh, uh, so it's, it's also kind of a, uh, a remembering of the resurrection and the gifts of, of Easter mm-hmm. as well. So, so moving that into, like the second part of this conversation, right? So we, we've spent some time already talking about foes, talking about difficulties and, you know, the, the writer or writers of Romans um, kind of gives some examples that are very um, tangible for the day, right? That are, mm-hmm. that are applicable. And there's some there that are probably applicable still now, but even living those out in our own context and talking about all saints day of like, you know, there's brothers and sisters in the faith that we have a relationship with, that we love, that loved us, that we grieve. Mm-hmm. And there's death, and there's mm-hmm. a, there's a, there's a, it's not goodbye. It feels like goodbye, and it's see you later. It's a transition for sure. It's a transition for sure. Mm-hmm. And so that's a, that's difficult, mm-hmm. right? And, mm-hmm. you know, we're coming into, you know, we'll speak to this for just a second, coming into holiday seasons. And so maybe there's some of you who are watching or listening to this right now, right? Where like this is the first, holiday where that family member is no longer with. And so this, what we're talking about here with this context of things we deal with and navigate that are tough mm-hmm. and, and can be hard or hurt. And so the scriptures also promise that nothing can separate us from the love of God, right? And being with Christ. And you mentioned the resurrection. And so for you nerds out there, you know, Romans is written after the <laughs> resurrection of Christ. So it's citing mm-hmm. a previous event that we hinge and we hold on to for, you know, essentially the crux of our faith is that Jesus rose and, and is with us. And so um, let's talk a little bit about that, how that's good news being lived out in our own context, right? Mm-hmm. Of um, even when it's dark and it's difficult, like the promise is that God is with us. Mm-hmm. So we can... <laughs> We can look at uh, this. Might be easier to talk about if we actually name some some things. Sure. So, so some sure. of the foes that we might face are I don't know COVID. Um, it might be loneliness. Uh, the foes we might face are layoffs from work, economic downturn. Um, we could be facing uh, you know any number of things in our life: addiction, depression, of course, uh, mental illness of different types. Um, so, you know, all of those things can work um, to kind of make us think that, you know, the world is ending or that there is no hope mm-hmm. in the world. But the resurrection promises hope. It promises that Christ defeated even death. Um, and so if Christ can defeat death, Christ can defeat all of these um, foes that, that mm-hmm. might come against us um, in right. the you know, in the world that we live in. Right. Um, and so this passage is one that is reminding uh, the people in Rome and then reminding us today that no matter what, um, you know, Christ will be with us and will continue mm. to be with us. And that love and that grace will continue to be our companions um, um, 
you know, through, you know, we could say through thick and thin. Right. Um, even today. I think, I love that. I love that explanation mm-hmm. too. And, and, and for me, something that like uh, watching, listening, and, you know, you and me here in this room, like for a long time, the way that I understood Christianity, right, and I understand the love of God was that the promise would be fulfilled later. So like present day suffering meant like I had to endure because one day I was going to get to be with Jesus permanently because mm-hmm. this place would go away and my mortal body would decay and like, and then every, I'd be back, I'd be in paradise. Like the, you know, the, the thieves on the crosses next to Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Like today you'll be with me. And it, so the way that I understood things or the way that I, I was taught things was that like you suffer and you endure because one day the good thing is going to happen for you. And I think the promise of the resurrection is twofold. Yeah, one day, like, we we don't deal with this stuff no more. Like, we're we're like, you know, I'm with Jesus going, hey, Jesus, how many calories in this slice of pizza? And Jesus is like, what calories, bro? And I'm like, I made it. Like, it's great. And I get to hang out with Dave like this. And it's going to be awesome. And there's no pain. There's no sickness. There's no death. There's none of the foes we're talking about. But also... The promise of the resurrection is that, like, the love of God is with us in the current circumstance. Mm-hmm. It's not just that I have to suffer alone and endure alone. I get to be with God, connected to God in the midst of this trial. Yeah, I've 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 heard this talked about uh, in the context of saying, you know, life is is not a a, a race and the prize is heaven. Mm. You know, this is not a, a race to the finish line. Who can who can get to heaven first? Eternal life, um, eternal life begins now, right? You know, eternal life is applicable now. Think about the communion table. Mm. You know, Christ was telling his disciples when he sat down at the Last Supper, he was saying, "You know, I'm going to die. I won't be here physically with you anymore, but I will continue to be with you, regardless of that." He defeated death, which meant he's still with us, mm-hmm. uh, and still continues to to feed us, to nourish us, to strengthen us, to, to bring us hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and so all of that is wrapped into this gift of eternal life. I don't want us to, to ever think about, well, I can't wait till I get there. <laughs> We're there now, you know, as we live with Christ in, mm-hmm. in the midst of this hope uh, that comes from and through the resurrection. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm going to totally curveball you here. Because my third question that I had prepped is not what I'm going to do to Dave. So y'all can see this in real time. Um, So I want to kind of tie this into um, the responsibility then of the believer, right? So if, if, if the truth is, right, that we cannot be separated from the love of God, you know, I think that puts a little bit of onus and responsibility on us, not just to like in those circumstances of difficulty and trial and foe. Um, but I have hope, right? Like I know, like testifying to the scriptures that you you preached on is that in the midst of this, God is with me and that God hasn't abandoned me and that God mm-hmm. loves me mm-hmm. and that it's, it's now and it is also later. And I think part of what, as a believer, where I'm convicted by that news and by that information is what about the people who don't? What is my responsibility? Um, And when I say responsibility and accountability, I don't mean like taskmaster and like get it done, but I mean like if that hope is taking root and holding me, 
when we look around at the world, right, that's part of what it means to be a believer is that, like, we care for the world. We care for the people in it. We care for create God's creation. And, and there are people who, when those things happen, that's not the hope they have. And I don't necessarily think that means to, that my responsibility is to then go and manipulate and drag and coerce. But I definitely think it puts a, 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 a responsibility to me with God and with the community of faith that we got to go love people well then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Got to go help be the hope. We got to go help like support and encourage and, and help bring healing and love mm-hmm. into those places where people only see foe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount described uh, Christians and, and those uh, uh, who are followers of Christ as, you know, he described us as the light on the hill. So there's something about seeing that hope and that faith lived out mm-hmm. that is so attractive that others want to be a part of it. I mean, if we're, if we're really living that out and, and somebody sees us in the midst of whatever kind of thing we're going through at the time mm-hmm. and sees us, uh, not happy and skipping and, and ignoring, <laughs> you know, ignoring the fact that we're in whatever kind of Excuse me. peril we are at the time, yeah. but still clinging to and having and claiming hope mm-hmm. in the midst of all of that, uh, that is something that others will be attracted to and will, will want uh, a piece of. And I think that's right. how the, the gospel gets, gets shared, um, is that even though, you know, we may be suffering, um, that we can still hang on to that hope and not give up that hope. Um, and my prayer for, for everybody listening and for the uh, 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 folks that I preached to yesterday is that by you know really kind of understanding this question that Scripture is asking us, if, if God is for us, who can be against us? That the next time we are finding ourselves you know, in the face of whatever kind of foe that is, um, that we can remember, you know, even though I'm going through hell right now, Christ is with me. Mm. Even though, you know, I'm mourning and maybe inconsolable, um, that that still there is hope uh, in the world, and that hope is the person of Jesus Christ. Um, that's just uh, the way I see faith and the way it, it plays out and the way I hear in, uh, Jesus speaking to us in the way that Christ did ministry in the world. That's just how it kind of works out. It's kind of like it's, that's the design um, that was, that was laid out for us um, to be that light on the hill, to, to always have that hope, uh, to answer the question for ourselves, if God is for us, who can be against us? And if we can kind of get that in our, in our figured out um, in our minds, then whenever we're in crisis, hopefully that, that can take over. If we're if we're sold out enough, if we be, if we honestly believe it, um, then it can take over and help us through those those hard times. And that's not a promise that we won't have hard times. Um, you know, none of the people in in uh, uh, in in uh, Rome, you know, escaped the hard times that was uh, laid out before them. Um, but in spite of those hard times, we can still have hope. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing I would add, this will be my final thought, Mm -hmm. is, you know, I think, um, you know, my context, right, 
and I speak a lot to like my uh, my heritage and my inheritance and kind of like what I learned growing up because you know that's how I relate to y'all. Um, but for me, like everything was always pass fail. So either like I was a hundred percent in and clinging, or like everything was bad and wrong and I didn't trust at all. And I and I think too, just as a as a nudge of encouragement, Dave, I think you're spot on. The only thing I would add is, you know, I. You know, some sometimes you know uh, the joke I made about I um, the joke I make about scriptures that you know one of the things that I think testifies to its realness and its authenticity is like what other people group keeps writing about how terrible they are and all the mistakes they make like it's like this is really unflattering like right and and what I'm encouraged by that in is you know essentially twofold is one is like God never quits like this is not about like deservedness. It's like grace. It's like, because if this was about my performance or how well I did with all these things, then man. And and like, I'm reading these story, these stories of these accounts or the different literature in the scriptures. And it's like, man, if you got them through that, <laughs> I, can, I can get through this, you know, it's a Monday on 1604. Oh, like, <laughs> like uh, you know, I need a snack and a nap or I'm going to die. Like it's one of the prophets, the old Testament. And so, and then the other part of that is, you know, for me, something I've learned that's really taken root is um, maybe it's not necessarily about the the hundred percent or that it's nothing. It's that I'm going to give what I can, and God's going to accept that and receive that and graciously help me get the rest of the way. I think there's this concept for me of like when it comes to trusting or when there's foes or those voices are very loud, and I'm a lot like Peter in the boat where I'm like, I'll run to Jesus. And then like I get like two steps on the water and I'm like, oh, that's a big wave. <laughs> that's a glug, glug, glug. And, and you know, it's like I just take my eyes off or I just, I'm not, I don't fall through all the way or like something happens and I just like, I stumble or I fall or like I lack faith. You know, God is also gracious and merciful and kind and. I like to think of this when God is with me, it's like I'm on a beach and I'm walking with Christ and uh, I look behind me and there's like, you know, there's some footsteps together and then there's like, you know, like a pothole and then there's like a line and then there's only one, you know, set of footprints and I'm like, hey, Jesus, what was that? He's like, well, that's when we were walking together. I go, cool. And then I'm like, what's that? And he's like, you dug a hole. I told you to stop, but I don't know what you were doing, but you dug a hole. I'm like, okay. And he's like, and that's where I dragged you for a bit. And then like, then I gave you a piggyback ride. I'm like, but Jesus, I'm 210 pounds. He's like, I got it. And like, and, and so even like my journey looks a lot like sometimes when I'm having these crises or life is difficult or hard and I forget that God is with me, that sometimes clinging to Christ looks like a pretty loose grip and God holds the rest. So the goal, right, would be that I would just firmly grasp, and like you said, it would be so burned into me that when it does happen, that's my first response, because that's what I want. But sometimes, you know, I got to really kind of lean into like, hey, God, like, I don't I don't feel like I got a lot right now, but I know you got the rest and just carry me. Um, and I think that's kind of also what Romans is alluding to here, and that's what the faux thing is, is, you know, God is a gracious and kind and merciful and loving God who doesn't quit. Um, and that your 10% can be met by God's 90%. Amen. Anything to add? I don't think that could, that does it. <laughs> we got it. Let me show you. Are we done? That's Not the, yet. 
S8 Bullock. <laughs> oh no, what did it say? Hold on. It said Outlook Unclear. Uh-huh. Without a doubt, we're done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Pastor Kelly. And I'm Pastor Dave. It was great to have you. We'll see you next week. Bye.